Welcome to the Innovation of Work podcast. I have a wonderful guest today that I am extremely excited to talk to, Kristen Van Soist. Um, Kristen is, uh, well, her the list of accreditations and background skills, and it's just amazing. So she's got a BS in Occupational Health and Safety from Indiana University, an MBA from Indiana Wesleyan University, She's a certified OSHA outreach instructor for general industry, as well as a certified slip and fall accident prevention specialist. Um, and she's also the president of safety resources. And I'm not done yet. In addition to that impressive set of degrees and certifications, uh, she's also an adjunct professor at Indiana University. She's a board member, a committee member, a speaker, a writer, and involved in multiple safety and industry and women in business organizations. Uh, Kristen, welcome today. Thank you. Thank so, you. You make it. You make me sound pretty good on paper. Uh, well, Thank you. <laughs> it's not hard to do. That's a that's an impressive list. <laughs> well, I I'd love to jump in and get a better sense of of your background, kind of your origin story, and what led you to focus on safety. I wish I had an impressive, amazing story for that. Um, you know, I, I still find myself not knowing what I want to be when I grow up. So <laughs> when I was in college at, at IU, I changed my major a million different times, just like a typical student. Um, you know, and I met somebody who said, hey, you know, you should try this out. And I did. I grew up um, on a farm yeah. and the daughter of a contractor. So, you know, I grew up around construction. I grew up around residential construction, which is um, typically not as safe as commercial. Um, so I, I, had, I had seen enough of what not to do to know that um, I could go in that direction. And, and so I did and it worked out um, and I love it. That, that's awesome. So, so talk a little bit more about um, kind of, let's talk about safety resources, you, your company. Um, from, from what I see, you started the company over 16 years ago. I actually bought the company. So okay. the company right. started, the company started 25 years ago. Okay. Um, the man who started the company initially, um, uh, I came on, it was started in 1995 and I came on in 2004. Um, I had done a little bit of consulting with a different company prior to that. And then I came on to safety resources and it was just one of those organic things that, that just happened. It was, I was really driven. Um, I was the first female consultant they'd ever had. Okay. Um, and it was, it was, I was feeling like I was noticing things that weren't being accomplished that I thought should be. So I just kind of did them and, and it was, it was a progression from there. Um, so I had been a, cons I ha was hired on as a consultant and in about, I don't know, maybe five years, six years in, I was already managing all the operations and had sort of moved my way into a position that didn't really exist. Yeah. Um, I sort of created it. And so uh, the previous owner came to me and said, listen, I need to get out of your way. Let's talk about this. And I said, wonderful. Um, I would love to. I said, but I'll tell you what I know is safety and I can handle managing people, but that's where it ends. So I need to go back to school, get an MBA and figure out what I'm doing. Um, so I did, I went back to school and about halfway through the program, about a year into the two year program, I was ready. And I said, I'm gonna finish the program, but let's go ahead and move forward and do this. 
And so we did. And so I bought the firm in 2010. Okay. So, um, and then from there, oh my goodness, we doubled in size, uh, two years, we doubled in size and we've actually doubled yet again this year in the middle of a pandemic, which is just amazing. Yeah. So, um, we've done really well. It's been, it's been a fun ride. That's for sure. No, that's yeah. amazing. Well, talk a little bit more about kind of what your what your company does. And by the way, I love that story is amazing. And I love the fact that you kind of figured out your journey in the midst of your journey. I'd love to yeah. hear more about what is your what does your company focus on? Um, what 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 kind of deliverables do you provide? Kind of what are the types of companies uh, that you work with? Okay. So we have, our services kind of fall into two main buckets. We have a consulting division and then a site services division. The site services division are 100% on a job site construction related. They are out there. They're from, from the breaking ground until the final, the final um, checklist is done, right? Mm-hmm. So that division is a division that I don't really work with hand in hand. Uh, you know, I've got a great team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since they're out, I don't really see them very often. And that's a little bit of a disconnect, but it works. It's really good. Um, And then our consulting division is kind of the bread and butter that we have. Uh, We call what our contact or what our clients are in that division is called CSDs, contract safety directors. So what a contract safety director is, you may be a medium-sized company, small company, you may be a huge company, um, but you need, you have a need for a safety director, but maybe not, maybe you have one and you need to supplement another half of one, or you don't need a full one, you just need a half of one or whatever. We would do that. We become that, that person. So, so we get to play a role on our own organizational chart as well as all these other companies and we get ingrained with them and it's, it's really neat. So then out of the consulting division kind of comes with all those other services that we can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is we do employee training, a lot of training. Yeah. Um, and with that, we can offer anybody who has a designation um, after their name. So if they've gone back and, and they've, they've gotten some sort of accreditation, um, we can give them CEUs for sitting through our training. Yeah. And um and, you know, we're proud of that because yeah. at the time, and I don't know what the statistic is now, but at the time we were only one of five companies in the state of Indiana who could provide that. So, um, so we still have that. We've kept up with that. Um, so we kind of attach that as a value add um, to our training. So uh, we work primarily, I would say primarily construction. We mm-hmm. do some manufacturing. We do oil and gas, we do service industries, we all kinds of different industries. We do expert witness testimony for um, legal consulting, things like that. But but primarily our CSDs, our contract safety director accounts are probably 70, 30 construction to, to manufacturing mm-hmm. or construction to otherwise. Yeah. Um, and so we do whatever they need us to do. So we hope that they've hired us as a proactive mm-hmm. um, management of their safety program, but you know, it could be reactive. Um, maybe they're in trouble by OSHA or maybe OSHA showed up and they don't know what to do, or, you know, maybe some, somewhere they're getting ready to work and, and they don't, um, they don't have what they need as far as training or systems or, or programs or whatever. So we, we supplement that. 
we do like the proactive approach. We do like to come in with somebody who says, I want this because I want to do right by my people. Right. I, yes, I would like to position my company a little bit better from a liability standpoint, but the, the important part is the people. I, I, want them, I want them to be safe. I don't want them to get hurt. Um, and if they do, I want to take care of them. So that's the, so that's where we come in. That's our favorite, right? We, yeah. we don't discriminate with our accounts, but we do like the ones who want to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we write their programs, we get them their pre-qualification systems. If they've got to get into, to work for large owner companies, we are able to, to do that for them. Um, we write all their safety policies. Um, if they've got standard operating procedures, we can put those together and train the employees on those. Um, you know, job site walkthroughs, job site audits, both construction and in a facility. Right. Um, we can do gap analysis where we come in and it's just like a one-time service where we say, okay, you know, you have something, mm -hmm. but you don't have everything. So let's tie that together and let me identify where those gaps are so that you can get from point A to point B effectively. Right. So basically if it has to do with safety, we do it. You do it. That's We do it. Yeah. No, it sounds like what I love is that it sounds like you really meet your customers where they're at. No matter yes. kind of what they need, you can tailor yep. your services to either be supplemental, kind of uh, everything they might need as needed, um, which I, I know is probably absolutely amazing for your, for your customer base. Could you, you, you mentioned, we talked about, you mentioned COVID already, let, let's touch on it. Um, and you mentioned that, you know, you guys have grown. What, what, are, what are you seeing kind of in your customer base? What trends are you seeing as it relates to COVID and um, you know, your, your company's dealing, dealing with this pandemic that, that we still find ourselves in? Well, you know, it's been a ride. That's for sure. <laughs> sure. Um, it's, it's been a ride, but you know, it kind of depends on the company. Mm -hmm. So for us, because 70% of what we do is construction, there hasn't really been a disruption for us yeah. in, in that regard it, for our contract safety director accounts. Um, you know, manufacturing has maybe slowed down a little bit. They may be at a, at a more of a disadvantage during this pandemic than, than contractors because from the very start, you know, construction was considered essential. Yeah. And so because of that and because of the way that they have structured budgets for looking ahead, um, you know, they kept going. And so it's it was very interesting at the beginning of of this pandemic when we said, okay, this is serious. We need to, we need to sit down and, and talk about what we're going to do. Just our company, not, not anything to do with our clients yet. And then the phone started ringing. Yeah. And so, you know, when something like this happens, what, what does the company do? They think, well, I, I'm going to call my safety company. They'll know. Right. Well, we didn't, we didn't know, <laughs> but we learned, we learned very quickly. And from yeah. the very beginning, we were doing uh, uh, internal Zoom meetings, sometimes like once an hour. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, as things changed and and as we figured all this out, because we were writing the system, we were creating the programs for these companies. Right. We were creating, um, you know, what do you do if this? What do you do if this? We we put all those scenarios together yeah. and 
it changed. It's still changing. Mm -hmm. You know, the CDC guidelines have, have been changing constantly throughout this. And it, and it requires us to go in and edit what we're doing and reach back out to everyone and say, okay, here, you know, that's what they look to us to do. So, right. you know, when I first started in safety, I, I certainly didn't think that I was going to be a pandemic expert or infectious <laughs> control right. uh, expert, but we've really done that. And, yeah. and we've, we've put it all together and, and it's worked. Um, as far as, as our company goes, um, again, our construction has been growing. So everything in-house, the, the contract safety director work has been steady, mm -hmm. but there was a lot of projects that were in the works and yeah. they, they kept going. So, um, you know, at the beginning of this pandemic, we had, you know, 12, maybe 12 employees. And today we have 23. That's amazing. In about that, seven or eight months. That is so, amazing. Congratulations. Yes. I wish I could say I did it. I didn't. <laughs> I have an amazing team. Um, this year I promoted my, um, my director of client development to vice president yeah. and he's just a machine. He is great. He has done so much. My office manager is hiring them and managing them. And it's really, <laughs> if I didn't have them, I don't know if I could stay afloat right now because they're, they're really picking up the, the work. That's so, that's, yeah, that's, and it's, it's interesting to hear about really the fact that you had so much inbound requests to help. It's not surprising, but it's interesting, um, you know, that, that companies are really looking for guidance and expertise. And um, I'm sure that each company is a bit of a snowflake. And, and I, oh, yeah. I would expect, I wanted to ask you, so when you think about not just COVID, but kind of the safety programs you put in place uh, for your customers, I would expect every company believes they're a bit of a snowflake. And in some cases they probably are. Um, but yes. I would also imagine there's some commonality. So could mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about, you know, what is kind of unique with your customers versus mm -hmm. what becomes a little bit more repeatable? Yeah. So you're right. They all kind of think that what they do is very uh, customized and, you know, they're either amazed that we know what we're doing in that regard, <laughs> or they think we can't, you know, at first, yeah. um, we, we understand multi-employer job sites. We understand the, the dynamic with all the different contractors and who's in charge and, and what does that, what does that mean for them? What does that mean for you? We understand all of those things. Now, as a consultant, we're pretty good at most everything, but but typically not great at one thing, right? As it relates to not not our safety, we, we can handle that part, but what they do it for a living, right? Sure. So we're not picking up the tools and actually performing the work. Right. It depends on how long we've been um, involved with these customers, but you know, I've got I've got specific employees who are absolute experts in roofing. Yeah. You know, they, they know roofing. They know everything there is to know about roofing safety, you know, and maybe the next one doesn't, but that one knows everything there is to know about, you know, electrical contractors or whatever. Right. So we all have kind of individual expertise as it relates to what our experience has been. Right. But, but overall it's, you know, we still follow the same set of rules, mm -hmm. you know, construction follows OSHA, uh, uh, requirements um, that are the same for everyone, you know, and, and general industry. So our manufacturing and our other different industries, you know, they follow their own books. So right. 
And, and the good thing is, and I guess the unique thing is for us is that we know both. Yeah. And those are two different rule books, you yeah. know? And so we understand both of them and we can apply both of them when it's appropriate. So, but I tell you the the easiest way we, we accomplish any of this is we work together. Yeah. We check our ego at the door. And if somebody needs something and they need it to be fabulous and wonderful and it needs to go out today, I will write it for them and put their name on it and never say another word <laughs> about it. So yeah. you have to do that in our, in, in our dynamic. Um, you know, if, if somebody goes on vacation, if somebody leaves, um, you know, we have to be able to pick up the pieces and we do because we work together so often. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're always backing each other up and we're always kind of crossing over our individual expertise. Yeah, no, that sounds wonderful. And I mean, that yeah. makes total sense in, in terms of the explanation about kind of the expertise and kind of how you guys come in and help help companies. I, I also wanted to touch on you know, construction, as we both know, and as a lot of folks in the audience would understand, it's a tough, tough environment, extraordinarily hazardous has continued to be on the kind of the top list where workers can can quickly get injured um, or, or, or worse killed. What are some of kind of the top two to three issues that you continue to see um, that um, you know are things that you guys help your customers focus on or just kind of trends that you see related to, to workplace injuries uh, or maybe even um, areas of improvement so I, I never in a million years did I think that I would be would be saying this at this point in my career or ever in my career. But I have been involved at some level um, with nine fatalities in my in my career. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. And they started uh, my very first year at Safety Resources. I I think it was my very first month at Safety Resources. I was young. I knew just a little bit and there was a trench cave in. Mm -hmm. um, trenching accidents are absolutely detrimental when, when they, when they occur, they're catastrophic, right? You're lucky if you, if you make it. Um, and you know, and I remember being a kid and, and my dad would come home and say, I accidentally buried myself four feet today. And I, dad, what do you, you know, what are you doing? And now knowing that, knowing really what that means, um, it's terrifying to even think about, you know? Um, but trenching is, is probably my, my hot button. I have yeah. a couple. Um, that's one of them. Um, another one is obviously falls. M yeah. Most, I don't know what the statistic is now, but it doesn't seem to be going down. Yeah. Um, falls are an issue. They're definitely an issue. Um, and then, um, and then lockout tag out. And I always say, mm -hmm. this is, I mean, this is kind of maintenance, uh, could go away from, from construction a little bit more into the right. general industry side. But, but I always say, you know, if, if you're not locking a machine out and something happens, you're not, it's not a cut, right? It's a, it's a limb or it's your body or it's your life or whatever, or, you know, it's, you're electrocuted. Um, the amount of electrocutions that I have investigated in my career are, are just crazy given what we know about, about managing electricity, right? So, right. um, I think that there will always be an element of, it's not going to happen to me. I think that's right. always going to exist, 
But I'll tell you, um, because of that mentality, we'll always be around. Um, yeah. Safety's not going to go out of style, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, we hope that people are doing all the right things, but sometimes it just happens. Yeah. And um, and those are probably the hot buttons. I've actually, in the past probably five or so years, I've had quite a few um, uh, vehicular accidents, hit and runs. Um, and strangely enough, um, not just in Indiana, um, clients out of state too. Um, we've had a lot of that too. So it's, it's, yeah. I, I can't tell you what one thing or, or three things, but, right. um, you know, that would be my hot list. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Those Dangerous. Are, yeah. Those are, those are good ones for sure. So kind of following up on that, I mean, the, the thing that won't change unless, unless it could be engineered out would be that people are always involved. So mm -hmm. when you have that human involved, mm -hmm. you can't you can't help them make that just right. choice always. You could try to be supportive for them. What are the you know, if you could tell them if you could tell that frontline worker kind of the one thing, what would the one thing be that you would tell them to think about or remember um, so that where it could be prevented that, you know, that 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 people could actually take action toward, you know, a positive result. You're going to hear a different answer from me on this one than okay. you would on any of my, any of the consultants who work for me that go out in the field. Mine is awareness. And I say that because kind of, you know, everybody's got their own individual expertise. Mine, my personal expertise is the systematic approach to safety and uh, creative awareness campaigns to keep everybody and keep it all in the forefront, right? So yeah. the behavioral base, the cultural aspect of safety. Right. So um, I actually, um, I've got this little dog and pony show that I put together on uh, leadership and creating that pathway towards a successful culture um, for safety. But I think awareness campaigns are so important yeah. because you know, before I was involved in safety, I didn't think about safety, even if I was, you know, on a construction site before safety was was the my primary uh, career, I didn't think about it. I just right. didn't because it wasn't something I lived every day, you know, and, and today, while I think about it every day, it's always on the forefront of my mind, you know, if an accountant is thinking about safety and not spreadsheets, then that's not right. That's not yeah. what their focus should be. Right. So for me, it's always got to be an awareness campaign. And so right. that's where you get into that behavioral stuff. That's where you get into, let's, let's get people in, let's take ownership for it. Let's teach supervisors how to earn the trust of their teams and how to motivate and how to coach and how, um, and educate yeah. you, uh, you know, you've got so many situations where you say, you know, we don't want to, we, we don't want you to get hurt because we don't want you to get hurt. Okay. Right. What does that really mean? Right. What, how does that affect the bottom line? How does that affect morale? How does that keep things fresh? And it could be so simple. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, the, I teach at IU um, yeah. and I teach safety program management to juniors and seniors. Um, and one of the things that I do at the beginning of every class, every single class period, I have a hockey puck that says pass the puck for safety. And so at the beginning of the semester, um, we start this and it's amazing to watch the shift happen as the semester goes on. I will hand somebody the puck and I will say, give me a, a moment in safety. Let me 
say something. It doesn't, I mean, it could be, I walked into Kroger this weekend, it was starting to sprinkle, you know, so I went to the customer service desk, let them know so they could put up a wet floor sign. Yeah. So basic, right? And so what I watched was at the beginning, you know, we would hit five or so uh, students at the, at, the, at the beginning of every class and it would be random and they would be stumped and they would have to think and think and they couldn't, but then I watched this, this, this change happen where they were thinking about it outside of class because they were ready. They yeah. had one to share. They were volunteering themselves. They said, can I have the puck first? Yeah, I have one. And it was, they were noticing as they walked around in their everyday life on campus, they were noticing now yeah. because they want, because they needed to share it. And so if we can do that, if we can make that work, it's so yeah. simple. It's yeah. free. It costs us nothing, you know, to, yeah. to be able to, to have something to share and to make them own it. It's yeah. so important. No, that's a, that's a wonderful idea. And I, I, I agree with you. I think just having that awareness and it's not just on the job, it's bringing it home. It's, you know, when you're going to use that electric hammer at home or you know, you're using that staple gun, it might be tempting if you're just doing something simple, not to wear safety glasses, right. but but that's when, that's when you're the most vulnerable, when you think you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to get hurt. This is super simple. I'm not going to lose my eye because this is going to go fine. It's going to be quick. I get to get back and, mm -hmm. you know, deal with the kids or whatever. So I, I agree with you. I think, um, I think it's so important um, to, to help people be aware and to continue to find creative ways. I love your, I love what you did with the class. Um, sometimes it's just about sharing and continuing to take examples that people can, you know, remember in right. Through. So that's wonderful. Right. Right. You know, even in uh, one more thing on this, um, you know, even when we're doing training, just anybody in training, any, any, uh, client, any group, there's usually one who's been there, you know, for 30 yeah. years and they've, they know how to do it and they've never been hurt. You right. know, they're the ones that you have to watch out for because it's probably yeah. going to happen to them because they've got so much experience and they're just not thinking it through. Yeah. That's when, that's when stuff happens yes. is yeah. when we're just complacent. Right. It's, it's like, it's like that situation where they say you are likely to have a wreck when you get closer to home. Right. right? Uh, mm -hmm. That actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I've never had a wreck before and oh, no. uh, there was nothing really I could do, but before I knew it, you know, there was a car in front of me and, um, you know, I did everything I could to avoid it, but as it, as it turns out, I ended up, ended up hitting this car and thank God for airbags. Um, oh, no kidding. Everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's okay. But it's definitely one of those things where, um, you, you never can let your guard down and no matter how prepared you are, you just never know when, when right. something is going to happen. Um, you don't, it, it's a lot, a lot of things are out of your control. Yes. Yes, they are. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about kind of your business and your role as, you know, as, as a leader in your company and maybe things that you've learned uh, from your own personal experience to help grow the company, grow your team. What are some of those uh, kind of personal experiences that maybe you apply every day? I have my hand in far too many things. I think <laughs> I, I, I always, I always want to help. And I, and I, I, I'm, I'm constantly saying yes 
um, which is why I'm involved in everything there is under the sun. And, and, it, and it pulls me in a lot of different directions, but it also brings me a lot of joy. I really like it. Um, when I first bought the company, um, it was very small, significantly smaller than it, than it is today, not even a quarter of the size. Yeah. Um, that it is today. And what we did was we said, okay, year one, let's focus in our backyard. At that point, we had been in business for 10 years mm -hmm. and, or no, 15 years, 15 years. And people didn't know who we were. Yeah. And it was, it, it was mind blowing. So that's where all those things that I say yes to, that's literally where that originated because I said, we've, we've got to get out there. We've got to talk to people. We've got to be a player in, in this game. People need to know who we are. We've been here for 15 years. Yeah. So we really reined it in and we started to become more and more involved. And I say, we, a lot of it was, was my, 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 uh, promoted vice president this year, Matt McCreary yeah. and I, um, you know, we, we got involved with organizations. We, we got involved with just about everything that you could be involved with. <laughs> we did and now we're we're on the map i mean we've yeah. been on the map and that's yeah. where our success has has led us but i'll tell you we are some of the things that i've learned personally is that i am much more a human before i am anything else <laughs> um we have a really really tight-knit group we yeah. are a uh, a family we're, we're the family we choose right we're not yeah. the family we're born into and so um, you know, we fight like family. We, we, you know, we make up like family. We we're dysfunctional like family. Um, but it matters to us yeah. when, when you have that tight knit group, um, you know, people, people want to take a little bit more ownership in their own success, right? They want to, they want to do more and they want to know that what they're doing is valuable to not just me, but, but their clients too. And so, um, Along the way, you know, I, I had to kiss a lot of frogs. I learned, <laughs> I've had to learn the hard way, just about every lesson I've learned. Yeah. Um, but you know, because of that, um, I don't forget. Yeah. I, I can apply it all the time. Um, I was, I was actually just talking to my husband last night because I'm preparing for Christmas, SRI Christmas and yeah. SRI Christmas means it's ridiculous the things that it means. We, you know, I I have individual stockings hung and I stuff them <laughs> and I mean it's so many, you know, it takes me a month to prepare for it because it's yeah. it's something I feel like everybody works so hard for me yeah. all year long that this is something that I can do for them and know that um that 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 I appreciate them and that's my way of telling them. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm also not willing to ask somebody to do something that I'm not willing to do. Yeah. Um, I think leading by example is a really big, a really big deal. And so, um, I I'm always human first, yeah. but as I've gotten involved into other things, you know, so, so I'm on two boards, um, uh, both one with uh, American Society of Safety Professionals, and I've been on that uh, eight or nine years at this point. Um, and then Kids Chance of Indiana, which is um, uh, they give scholarships to the children of, of fallen or severely injured workers in Indiana. Um, I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've only been on that board for two years and they've asked me to um, to 
take the path to president in two years. So because I'm just involved and I just want to do all the right things, I think. Um, so I, I think staying connected has, has probably been the most important thing. I'm not directly out billing work, you know, for, for the time I do that, but not, not all the time, not all day, but it all pays off in the end because everybody knows now who we are and the most important part to me is when somebody goes to write that check, yeah. they got to feel good about it. Yeah. They can't question, well, what did we get for this? Mm-hmm. I don't, if that ever is a question, you know, I, I, I want to know, I want to fix it because I don't like to write checks for anything that I don't find <laughs> value in, right. you know? So I think that's really important. And that's something that I've, I'm trying to instill on, on all of my employees. Well, and everybody kind of has a, has a, has a place at the table too. I, yeah. I don't rule, I don't rule from, you know, my, my big chair in the corner, right? I, <laughs> everybody, everybody gives feedback and, 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 um, you know, they're a part of it, all of it. They're a part yeah. of it. No, that's wonderful. I, you, you're, you just exude passion about your industry, your team, your job, everything you're involved in, uh, that just just love it so so much to unpack there. I want to I want to shift one more time back to, to innovation as we kind of have as we wrap on a couple of, of final questions. Um, lots of opportunity for improvements that we've talked about just in the industry in general, and some of this is just it's it's basic, right? It's about that mm-hmm. awareness and things. But what are some of the trends that you see? around safety innovation, whether that is with PPE, with other technology, what, what are you kind of seeing um, in, the, in the market today? A lot. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like it, it almost feels like we're a little bit behind because mm-hmm. we have the capability to do all these things. But I think what we've, what we've realized is that if it worked, why would we change it, right? And, and sure. I mean that as, a, as the industry as a whole, yeah. um, construction as a whole. Um, so, so it's been delayed, mm-hmm. but uh, people are really getting on board now. And, yeah. and what, I, what I like is that there are so many different options for, um, to conduct audits, to, um, you know, people are using, uh, as a matter of fact, um, some of our roofing contractors use drones. I live, uh, my next door neighbor is an engineer and he's kind of guinea pig to this idea of maybe we can just send a drone out. Yeah to to figure out you know how we're going to bid this work or do these measurements or whatever so he's been playing around and and from time to time i've seen a drone in my window looking at me which is weird Uh (laughs) that's odd (laughs) but but it's funny we're you know it's funny but but stuff like that i mean i think people are really getting on on board with that and you know i'm kind of old school i may not be old but i still like paper and i still like to see things and and you know so so maybe it's a little bit of of our um hold back from that has probably been me uh to be honest but i am seeing what i like is um you know as opposed to a toolbox talk right where they're they're huddling together and one person is reading off of the piece of paper and everybody is looking at their boots not listening and you know and then we can go work um there are several companies who are doing these two minute um, talks, mm-hmm. videos. Yeah. It's been hard to get me on board with videos. Um, I'm a, I'd rather read the article kind of person yeah. than watch the video. I, but I learned um, that that's rare. 
that people want to watch videos. So I, I said, okay, well, first things first, not everybody's like me. So I got to accept that and understand yeah. it, you know, but, um, you know, they're going out and they're saying, okay, on this job site, I'm seeing, you know, whatever hazard this is. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of just saying, Hey, here's the hazard, fix it. I'm going to document it. I'm going to document that we abated it, whatever, and be done. Instead, these safety directors are saying, okay, let's show the whole company on a quick two minute video. And then yeah. we send it out and that becomes the toolbox talk. So they get yeah. to say, listen, I'm stopping everybody right here. This is the deal. This is what you need to fix it. And, um, and I just think it's more effective that way. Yeah. Um, we, d we have to grab a hold of, of, of the technology and it's taken far too long for, yeah. for the industry to do that. Yeah. Well, and you know, you, you know, from, from an anvil perspective, this is where we're super passionate. We are super mm -hmm. passionate about, you know, getting you off paper where it makes sense. And, helping you go digital with, with content, with the idea that we want to use data to help mm -hmm. drive innovation and ultimately help people go home. What, what would you say to maybe uh, folks who haven't quite thought about innovating in these areas, whether that's drones or video or going digital, what, what coaching would you give folks to get them to kind of think about moving forward? You know, one of the things I, I also love data. Um, I, Excel makes me happy. I wake <laughs> up in the morning thinking about Excel spreadsheets. I love, I love that. One of the things that you know we've had to do kind of the hard way mm -hmm. is create reports and be able to run trends. And, and in safety, that's that's so important. What are we yeah. seeing out there? What is what is the common issue or what is the common uh, thing that is great this month that may not have been last month. What, how can we trend that right. so that we can um, correct it so that it changes and that being able to do that quickly and easily is so important. Yeah. I think, I think in Indianapolis anyway, as a whole, um, it's hard because there's lots of different owner companies that people are working and everybody has a different rule and everybody has a different way of doing things. And you, you know, from our standpoint, we've had to learn all of those, right? Yeah. We have to know those different systems to be able to help um, everyone. And I don't envision them streamlining it, but what I do envision is because they're all different, all the pre-qualification systems or whatever their, their tracking requirements are, because they're all different, it, it's great for, for contractors mm -hmm. um, to be able to get that data quickly yeah. in a way that they can send it. So, so, you know, if they say where, what has been your, your top, you know, most cited um, issue that you've yeah. got, what, what are you finding out there? Um, you should be able to do that quickly instead of yeah. have to pull that information together. And training's another one too. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had to learn in the past eight months that we can do this on zoom and it's not very fun, but yeah. we can do it. Um, you know, so, but, but to be able to have the, who was in the class, yeah. you know, when the class was all of that at, at a touch of a button is really important because yeah. time is money. I mean, yeah. as a consultant, that's what we sell is time. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, and in construction, you know, it needed, it needed to happen yesterday always. Yeah. yeah no, doubt. You know, it's, it's always delayed. So it's important. Yeah. All right. No, that's wonderful. Let's zoom out one more time. So when you think about innovation that could occur in your lifetime 
Um, what would you like to see happen uh, from an innovation perspective and, and why is that important to you? Oh my goodness. Well, first I think I need to say that um, when I was a kid, we had a rotary phone on the wall. Oh, yeah. um, I never, I didn't see the internet until I was in college. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 23. So I think I need to start there by saying, I, I've literally been able to see all of this yeah. and, and it's been incredible and we're still going forward with it. Um, I think, you know, we've got to, we've, we still have a big population of boomers who yeah. are struggling a little with technology. Mm -hmm. um, but those boomers are retiring and I think everybody behind them is going to be more on board with that. So I see that progression happening pretty quickly. The problem with technology is fear. Yeah. I think, I think it's wonderful to be able to, to, to just put in the data and it's there and you can run it and that's, that's how it works. But then, you know, you also have an element of, okay, so now are you applying what you know, you know, it's like when you call, AT&T, right? They've got this screen on their computer that they're supposed to follow and it's a software yeah. that they have to, and so they can't think outside of that. And we have to still be able to do that. We still, right. we still have to be able to put our own thoughts and our own actions into what we're seeing and using. Right. Um, I think that's really important. I, I personally uh, loving data. I, I love everything quickly. I want to be able to say, okay, yeah. what, what is it? Give it to me. I, I want to look at it now. Um, but I do, you know, I've got, I've got employees from 23 years old to 65 yep. and that's a gap, you know, there's, they have different, they have different, um, abilities when it yep. comes to, to technology. So I, I foresee as boomers start to retire more and more, um, it's going to, it's going to explode. We're going to have to do it or not. I mean, yeah. you, there is no, there's not going to be a happy medium anymore. You're going to have to get involved and, and, and get on with things. So, um, I think that's great for, for us personally. Um, what I struggle with is, um, I know exactly what I want. Yeah. I, and you could probably notice that from talking to me for the last <laughs> hour, but I not know what I, <laughs> I know what I want. I know what I want it to look like. Yeah. I know how I want it to read. I know, I know what I want and I don't believe in status quo. I think yeah. that everything can be improved all the time, which makes everybody who works for me and my children crazy. <laughs> but I do, I just think, yeah. you know, if you, if you finalize something, you need to check it out another six months and make it better because yeah. something has changed and, and you're going to learn what that is. So I think we have to be careful with technology to make sure that it's not doing all of our thinking for us. I think, sure. You know, that could be, I mean, that could be a negative, but um, data at the touch of a, a button is, makes my world work. I love right. it. So yeah, yeah. Um, boomers are going to hang us up a little bit, but not for too long, I think. Um, yeah. It's all going to be natural and normal. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I like to say that, you know, the, the, the next gen workforce that's that's in place right now and coming on board, they were born with a smartphone in their hand. Oh, yeah. So, you know, tech for them, it's, uh, you know, that data is at the speed of Google and, you know, communication is different. And so, yeah, I think that um, just that whole change with the boomers retiring out 
is going to push us down a new path. But I completely agree with you that technology should be supplemental to mm -hmm. uh, to, to smart people and experienced right. people and expertise that uh, you know frontline worker or a company like Safety Resources brings to the table versus trying to completely re replace all that. So. Well, I think if COVID taught us anything, mm -hmm. it's that virtual meetings and, and technology has allowed us to, to still be together. Yeah. And it, it, it would have never worked if we would have been like this. You know, if the, the pandemic happened 20 years ago, yeah, I, I don't know that anybody could have stayed afloat like this. It's just, yeah. it's too difficult. I, and now when I, when I need to have a conversation, even with my employee, I will say, you want to hop on zoom, you know, yeah. so I can talk to you face to face instead yeah. of on the phone, because I want to see the reaction and I want to gauge, you know, the feelings and, and that. Yeah. So, so I really think technology has really, really played an important role. And um, if anything, we're, you know, more people are going to be on board for for anything in the future because yeah. it's just been easy yeah. and it makes us more efficient. Yeah. You know, I do want that that personal element, though. I don't want that part to go away. Yeah, I agree. That's so very important. Well, I cannot thank you enough for chatting today. Absolutely fantastic. Again, I'd love to bottle your passion and have it on my desk where I can just <laughs> it every once in a while. Uh, really enjoyed uh, talking with you, learning about your background, your company, and all the wonderful things you're doing. So, so thanks again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.